Good evening and welcome to Life 101 with me, Jay Jones, your host. Uh, I'm coming to you tonight, Sunday, August 9th, instead of my usual Monday time slot because I have a commitment that I have to adhere to. So how's everybody doing today? I hope everything is well. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope everything has gone the way you have. And if not, guess what? Pray about it and it just might get it better. Okay, now for anybody that has questions, comments, or criticisms about this broadcast, please feel free to contact me on my Facebook page entitled Mr. J. Look for the classic red 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. When you have it, you have my page. I welcome any feedback that you're willing to share with me because anybody that can't stand criticism, then they in bad shape. Let's get into it, y'all. You know, the other day, we were at my mother-in-law's home having a celebration for my wife's birthday. My brother and sister-in-law and myself started a discussion on the state of black men and women in today's culture. Now, I'm of the opinion that we're in such disarray because of the absence of strong male role models for our sons to emulate. I'm of the mindset that this is due to the shortage of black men in the homes. In some cases, the men that are there are just plain sorry, quick with an excuse or quick to place blame on everyone but themselves for their situation. There's the fact that too many of our black men are, incarc are incarcerated, excuse me, and we seem to have become desensitized to this situation. Unfortunately, most of the prominent brothers in the hood are drug dealers, pimps, and wannabe thugs. And it's always been like that. The only difference is back in my day, you had strong families, strong communities, which were villages. Most people on your street knew one another. Neighbors in my neighborhoods back in the day were worse than the FBI. The parents networked, and it seemed like everyone knew everyone else. And the adults in my neighborhood, they had the authority to straighten you out if you were somewhere behaving the way you shouldn't have. And then they would take you home to your parents, and you got straightened out some more. And we've kind of gotten away from that, although I'll be the first one to admit I have a problem with other people disciplining my children. I really do. But I will, if you come and you tell me something and I think it's reasonable, I will address it with my children. Also, the, the parenting network was so strong back in my day that somebody knew somebody that knew your parents and they were going to call and your mother had a complete 411 of all the activities that you were doing you know, before you got home, uh, i.e. like, you know, my mother would ask, well, how, what were you doing up the street? And, you know, you probably tried to tell her a story. And she said, well, that's not what's Mrs. So-and-so said. She said she saw you and your friends doing this, that or a third, which in itself brought instant punishment for lying. And I must admit, when when that law was created, 696 kids where it took the power of parents to discipline their children. 
that also help erode the community because I'm sorry, but I'm of the mindset that if you're in my house and you're reaping the benefits of all my hard work, and let me tell you some people, I work hard, I work 12 hour shifts and you gonna do what I say, you're gonna behave in the way that I think you should, otherwise we're going to have major, major, major problems. Now, getting back to what I was saying too though, we got to get away with uh, glamorizing, you know, and glorifying this notion that uh, thugs and being hard, because you've heard me mention on more than one occasion, my definition of hard is this, the mortgage and the rent has been paid. The car note has been paid. You've paid all your necessary bills. Your refrigerator, your freezer, and your cabinets are full with food. And that's part of my definition of being hard. When your children are properly fed and clothed, that in myself, excuse me, in my opinion, that's what makes you hard. Anything other than that is a fallacy. It's just a lie. Because just because you, you walk around with a pistol in your belt and you hang around with a bunch of cats that got guns on them, that don't make you hard. That really don't. Because it, it actually makes you a clone because obviously you can't think for yourself. And furthermore, why would you want to be running around with people where there's a possibility that you can either be killed or locked up? Because see, like I've always told my children on TV, when the jury finds you guilty and the judge sentences you and bangs that gavel, afterwards, the director says, cut, and they go home. You know what I'm saying? Just like when they do those drive-by shootings and, and, and your, the, the bullet packs explode and all of that, afterwards, the director says, cut, and they get up and go home. But it's not that way in reality, and it's not that way in the streets. And people's serious business. We got to wake up and stop glamorizing all that stuff. You know, we got to stop glamorizing all this, you know, law, lawlessness behavior because it's not, the, it's not real. I once told my son if rappers were, actually did all the things that they rap about, They'll either be dead or in jail. Now, yes, some people do slip through the cracks. There are exceptions to every rule. But nine times out of ten, when you live in that gangster life, you're going to become a casualty of that gangster life. So we, we might as well give our kids the real deal. And number one, not every child, even the children with talent, are going to make it in the NBA, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's not going to happen. It, it's a nice dream, but we got to prepare our kids otherwise. And I also feel this way. Once real men start standing up and being in their children's life, that's when all of this will change. You know what I'm saying? And also, being in your child's life is more than paying child support. Because I guarantee you, that little bit of money that you pay in a month, go to the grocery store. That's gone. That's gone in no time flat. Your children need your time as well. They need for you to sit down and explain to them, look, 
I've walked up the road of life that you've all that you're going on now. Let me tell you and let me show you how you avoid these roadblocks. You know what I'm saying? Brothers, stand up and be counted. And sisters, stand up and be counted as well. Stop accepting just anything. You've heard me say this before. Stop accepting just anything just so you can say you got somebody because the, the truth of the matter is people we control our own destiny and we sleeping at the switch y'all we got to wake up you hear me we've got to wake up i'm sure a few of you out there listening remember uh spike lee's movie uh, school days and at the end of it Lawrence Fishburne was running around ringing a bell telling people wake up well that was some 20 years ago maybe even longer and I'm dropping it here in the 2020 y'all we got to wake up wake up and realize that we we doing ourselves a disservice and there are a lot of ways people a lot of ways to combat these dire situations First and foremost, men and women alike, stop making babies while your baby's yourself. You know what I'm saying? Having a baby does not make you grown. What it does do is give you grown folks problems. That's the real. You know what I'm saying? That's what it gives you, grown folks problems. You're still going to be 14, 15, 16, and 17, but now you got the problems that adults have. And it's a whole nother different ball game. So wake up and stop making babies. Young ladies, keep them skirts down. Fellas, keep them pants zipped up. And on the real tip, hey, if you got to do it, protection, protection, protection. Because all you got to do is walk in Walmart, walk in Target. You'll see on one side, family planning items. And on the other side, you see all kind of baby paraphernalia, bottles, diapers, etc. And what I'm trying to say to you, either you pick one or you're going to be buying a lot of the other. Seriously. And number two, people, education is our friend, not our enemy. You got to educate yourself so you can be ready for what's happening out in today's world. Because the world waits for nobody. The world is going to keep on turning whether you're in it or not. In essence, what, it, what, what, what I'm trying to tell you, either get with it, roll with it, or the world is going to roll on without you. And you, number three, people, you've got to think about your future. You've really got to think about your future. Is it going to be A, college, B, trade school, C, go into the military, or D, take an entry-level job and work your way up. And if you don't like the job you have, when you've got downtime, try to find a better one. There's no law that says you can't better yourself. But sitting around complaining, running your mouth, is not going to make your situation any better. The only person that can change your situation is you. And guess what? I saw a bumper sticker a long time ago, and, I, and it has always stuck with me. And it always said, it said this, 
the way to get back on your feet is get up off your rump. And that's true. Like you've always heard me say, uh, and I've always told my children this, the only difference between the have and the have nots is the haves get up off their A double S and they go to work and they make it happen. The have nots sit on theirs and make excuses why it's not happening. And I say that to say this, you have to surround yourself with people who want something out of life and people who are willing to work hard to get it. So you don't need to be around people who don't want to see you do no better. See, I've gotten ahead of myself, but that's my number six. And I'm going to go ahead and drop it to you now. You may have to say goodbye to people who don't want you to fly. And those are the people that's going to tell you, oh, man, why are you wasting your time going to college and all of that? You know ain't nothing going to happen for you that way. Man, that's the chump's way out, this, that, and the third. The people that are trying to convince you to not better yourself, it's a bitter pill to swallow. But guess what? Those are not your friends. And finally, even though I've gone out of order, this one is the real. Live your life with this caveat. Jail is not an option. You don't want convicted felon showing up after your name. Because on the real tip, they background check you now just to work at McDonald's. They background check you just to see if you can rent an, if they can rent an apartment to you. So no matter no matter what, you may think you cool and being down with the with the with the posse and whatnot, but see once that felon gets behind your name. You have put yourself behind the eight ball. And granted, people have made the best out of their second chances. But why would you want to do that to yourself? Why shoot yourself in the foot before you even get started having that felony behind you? Because guess what, people? It follows you the rest of your life. Serious business. So think about that, y'all. Think about that. Do you want to be around people who don't want nothing out of life, but then don't want you to have anything either? That's not how it goes, y'all. Serious business. That's not how it goes. So in essence, use some of these because you know something? That's what I used. That's what I used. I have happily told pe people to ask me about why did I join the military? And I always tell them the, the real live truth. I joined the military because I felt like asking my mother to move back home was admitting to her that I couldn't make it in the world. And you know something? Now that I'm older, I look back on it and I'm so thankful my mother made life tough. I'm so thankful that she had standards. I'm so thankful that she demanded things of us because it made me a better person. It got me ready for this world. And the thing y'all got to realize is, ain't nobody going to treat you like your mama. The world is not going to treat you like your mama. I heard my brother-in-law say yesterday, talking about his dad, he said, the world ain't going to give you nothing. And that is the gospel truth. You've got to get out here and work to get it and work to make it happen. That's the only way you're going to have something in this lifetime. Anybody telling you anything different is really selling you a line of BS. Serious business. Serious business. 
you know, the other day, today, excuse me, I was listening to my pastor today online. Even though he lost his father this week, he made it to church to preach today. And his subject matter was, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And you know, it got me to thinking. And you know what? Time is a commodity that we can't control. We can print all the money in the world. We can print all the coins in the world. But the one thing we cannot manufacture is time. That's because God is the one who manages time. God is the one who decides how much time you have left. And what I'm trying to say to you is that we should spend our time doing good works and trying to help people. Because by doing so, you may influence God to give you more time down here. You know, it may not come back, excuse me, you may not know it, but good works always come back to you. I've always told my children that when you do good, it comes back. And when you do bad, it comes back even faster. And I'm of that, and I've lived it, so I pretty much know what I'm talking about. But, you know, the other day, uh, Dee and I, were, we were in the grocery store, and we helped, a lady, we helped a lady who was having a few problems out. And it turned out that the, the, after her, the cashier was just so nice and so gracious to us. And then when we went to pick up our food f that we had ordered from the restaurant for the family gathering, the guy gave us a nice discount. And I was like, wow, you know, to you, it might seem, oh, that's just coincidence. But I believe in a higher power. And like I said, I believe that when you do good, it comes back. And, I, and, and nothing can really change my mind from that thought process. You know, in the last five years, I've lost three siblings. I've lost two older brothers and an older sister. And I didn't know it at the time when I, when I spoke to them last that it would be the last time I ever spoke with either of them. But the thing I'm so glad of is the last words that we heard from one another were that, I love you. And I say that to say this. Think about it, people. Do you want your last moments? Do you want people's last memories to be about drama when it comes to you? Unnecessary drama with family members and friends about who shot John. And usually, nine times out of ten, the stuff we fall out with people about is so insignificant and trivial. And sometimes it can be squashed if both parties just sat down and talk like adults. And sometimes, even though you may not come to a consensus, agree to disagree. It's not worth falling out with people over unnecessary, stupid things. At the end of the day, that's what usually people fall out with one another about. And all I got to say to you is this. Resolve any petty feuds you may have with a loved one or with a friend. Don't wait to too late. A good friend of mine, he has a saying, he says, tell me how you feeling. Don't tell my casket. And I agree with that because by then it's too late. And I've seen a lot of people 
at a lot of funerals where they sit back and they cry and they're thinking about, oh, now I wish I hadn't, the, if, I wish I, we hadn't got into it that last time. You know, lots of times, people, it's really not that serious. Sometimes you don't have to be right. And sometimes you probably aren't even right. It's, 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 it's okay. It's okay for other people to have different viewpoints. Not everybody is going to see things the way you do. I had to learn that. You know what I'm saying? Just because I think I'm right don't always mean that I'm right. And you've got to be willing to listen to reason. And once again, people, we don't know when, our, when, our, when we're going to take our last breath. And I would rather people remember me for being a decent person and being somebody who lives drama free. Or like I've always told my children, you want people to be happy to see you coming, not going. Time is winding up, people. So let's let's make amends while we still have the time. Serious business. You know, we have uh during this COVID-19 pandemic, we have gotten away with other conversations about our health. And while we must take precautions like wearing your mask in public, social distancing, washing your hands more frequently, and limiting your time in public to only necessary endeavors, we've got to also do whatever necessary to ensure our good health. First and foremost, We've got to watch our diets. I've learned the hard way, excuse me, I learned the hard way last week that some of the spicy hot foods I loved in my 20s, 30s, and 40s don't agree with my body so much now in my 50s. And you know you got to change your diet as you age because your body just don't, it don't process stuff the way it used to when you're younger. So you have to adjust accordingly. And one thing you really have to do, and it's so simple, is you really have to drink a lot of water. You've got to drink at least, at least eight glasses a day. And I'm just talking plain water, good old-fashioned ice water. You've also got to remember to take your prescribed medications as you should. And another thing we've got to do is get up off that couch and start exercising. Put that bonbon down, put that chicken, chicken wing down, and get up and start doing some exercise. And perhaps the best exercise in the world is simply walking. Because as you get older, it's less taxing, it's less wear and tear on your body and your joints and whatnot, but it's still good for your heart and your mind. And that's what's important. You have to stay active. Really, you do. My mother-in-law is 86 years old, and you wouldn't know it because she, she gets out. She gets out, and she do her thing. And that's what it's about, staying active, using it, or losing it. And that's the real. And if you don't want to walk in your neighborhood, there are plenty of walking trails throughout our metro parks where you can just go walk and enjoy the scenery and just enjoy life. You'll be surprised how good it'll make you feel. And finally, you must get adequate rest. And they say that between eight 
excuse me, six to eight hours is optimum. That's what you want to do. Uh, now, getting back to our COVID-19, local drugstores such as Rite Aid, CVS, and Walgreens do not offer a sufficient number of test sites for the city residents. So 18 congregations have come together to offer free testing through Cuyahoga County. The, the initiative will bring testing to urban areas. Check out their website at GCC. Uh, that's called, that's the Greater Cleveland Congregations. Their website is greatercleveland.congregations.org or you can call them at 216-785-9844. Once again, it's the greatercleveland.congregations.org or you can call them at 216-785-9844. Also, to the families of over 162,000 people who've lost their lives to the COVID-19 virus, we want you to know that you're in my wife, D, and my prayers. May God give you the strength and help you to heal from this and give you peace. As always, I must talk to you people about uh, voting. I cannot say it strongly enough how imperative it is that we vote on November 3rd. People have lost their lives, were beaten senselessly, and jailed for us to have this right. To not do so is a slap in the face of everyone who endured all these hardships so we could have this right to vote. I choose not to bash your president any further because his record speaks for itself. If you want more lying, corruption, and divisive racism in this country, then you know what you have to do. I'm of the opinion that firing Donald Trump is only the start. We've got to fire all his enablers in the Senate and in Congress. We've got to fire those who only care about the special interest groups who bankroll their campaigns. As always, this government is by the people and for the people. So look at here, on November 3rd, get up and go, uh, go exercise your unalienable right to vote. And if you haven't registered to vote, look online. In Ohio, it's ohiogov.org. Look online and find out where you can go to register because this, this election is probably going to be one of the most important elections in our lifetime. Now, if you don't get out and vote, like I always say, then you don't count and your opinion does not matter because you didn't get out and do the most sanest and safest thing you can do to make a change in this world. You don't vote, then keep your opinions to yourself. That's really how I feel. But once again, I got to say this, people. This government is not for the special interest groups. This government is by the people, and this government is indeed for our people. Remember that. And also remember, a lot of people were beaten bloody. People like the, the late Congressman John Lewis, who, he just, who just passed away recently. 
We do them a disservice if we don't go and vote and exercise our right. Because the only way we're going to change the status quo in Washington and in our local governments and in, in our state, state houses, when you're not working for us, then we got to fire you. Bottom line, people, don't ever forget that. Your vote counts. Your vote matters. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing all the tricks they're trying to do to suppress our vote. So get up, people. Get up off your duff and make it tough for people like President 45 and his enablers to keep running things the way they are. Serious business. Don't you forget it, people. And finally, I want to thank you one and all for giving me some of your precious time by listening to this podcast entitled Life 101. Thank you all for helping me to live my dream and fulfill my dream. I must tell you, this program would not be a reality if it weren't for my lovely wife, Dee, who at the time was my fiance, and she encouraged me to go to school to pursue my dream. She encouraged me even after working 12-hour shifts and having to go to school. She kept me focused. She kept me motivated. And to that, I want to say, sweetheart, thank you so much for being the woman that's beside this man. To my two children, Jay II and my daughter, Natalia Desiree, I just have this to say. Daddy is living his dream. And with hard work and perseverance, you too can do the same. I love you. I may be tough on you from time to time, but I want you to be the best person that you can be. Shout out to my pastor, Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark, and his first lady, Pastor Lenore Marie Clark of the Body of a Christ Assembly. We offer our condolences to you on the passing of your father. Special thanks goes out to Bishop Jack Spencer and his wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer, Pastor Emeritus of the Pilgrim Temple Church, and to his son, Elder Daniel Spencer, and First Lady Jaslyn A. Spencer. Thank you for always being there for us. Special thanks goes out to Reverend Rena Baker. You know why we appreciate you, Rev. And shout out to Pastor Gloria Cheney, of the Church of the Master. Finally, a special shout out to Mrs. Rebecca Hogue, the absolute best and coolest mother-in-law in the world. I wanna be just like you when I grow up. Till next week, my people, much love to you and peace.